AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Relax and unwind tonight with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as another busy work week flies by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. From UFOs to psychic powers and government conspiracies, history is riddled with unexplained events. You can turn back now or learn the stuff they don't want you to know. A production of iHeartRadio. Hello, welcome back to the show. My name is Matt. My name is Noel. They call me Ben. We are joined, as always, with our super producer, Alexis, codenamed Doc Holiday Jackson. Most importantly, you are you, you are here, and that makes this stuff they don't want you to know. You may notice, fellow listeners, astute conspiracy realist, that our super producer, Alexis, has a codename now. It is not TBD. It is not allegedly it is codename Doc Holiday. It is very important to her. She told us off air that we say the full thing. So not just Doc Holiday. It has to be <laughs> codename colon Doc Holiday. I don't know. I love it. What do you guys think? I love it. Too. Are you going to say colon every time as well, or is the colon just implied? No, no, no. That's just a one-time spell <laughs> okay. out. Got and it. also, you know, we've got a lot of doctors in the audience, of course, so the colon is always implied. Exactly. I think, uh, I think Alexis, we're going to have to... Trim it down at some point just to to talk about you in shorthand to uh, Code Holiday. I think I like that. It's pretty good, too. 
Well, you know, we're, we're, we're working <laughs> it out, right? Oh, we've got a thumbs up, got a thumbs up from our producer. Uh, so this is, as, as you know, longtime listeners, this is our weekly strange new segment where, uh, where the three of us get together in a meeting of the minds and we talk about some uh, reports, some allegations, some rumors, some news stories that have not gotten the mainstream shake they deserve. We usually each give you one and we present it to our colleagues. Uh, sometimes off air, we figure out which order we want to do things in, but I don't think we did today. I went first last time. Who wants to go first this time? Okay, it'll be me then. <laughs> Hero. Sure. So... For our story, this first story, we're going to take a little trip to a place that maybe you haven't been for a while. Maybe you've never been there. Maybe you don't even know where it is, but you should, and you will learn right now. Papua New Guinea. Uh, you may have heard it called Papua New Guinea. That's incorrect. Uh, <laughs> there was something strange that happened on the way to Australia from Papua New Guinea, and it was a plane crash. A very strange plane crash. It was one of these smaller planes that you may have seen, similar to a Cessna, where, you know, you have a few people on board and you've got a little bit of space for cargo, but not much else other than that. This plane crashed very recently. I believe it was last week when it occurred, uh, just before the weekend. And when the plane crashed, you know, authorities thought, okay, well, there's a little Cessna 402C. It's a little twin-engine aircraft. It went down. And when authorities found the wreckage of this plane, there was nobody around. There, was no, there were no bodies, as in somebody got you know, gravely injured or died. They couldn't really figure out what happened to this plane. It was just left there uh, in, in the middle of essentially nowhere near, um, near an airport that was, I believe it was a restricted airport, or was it an airport that generally wasn't supposed to be used. So they look up the registration of this plane. It was registered to a Papua New Guinea company. Uh, it was called Ravenpole Number 69 LTD, or Limited. And there was one guy, guy named Jeffrey Bull Paul, who was the sole proprietor of this company. He's the only person, the only shareholder that had anything to do with Ravenpole Number 69 Limited. But here's the deal. He died almost exactly a year ago when he was stabbed to death in a city there in Papua New Guinea called Port Moresby. So then the authorities are trying to track down what the heck is going on with this. Well, how did this plane registered to this guy who died last year end up here crashing now all of a sudden? And as they continued to try and figure out what was going on here, long story short, <laughs> there was the biggest drug bust that has occurred, I believe, ever in Papua New Guinea. It's the biggest one ever in the history of Papua New Guinea. 500 kilograms of cocaine were discovered and taken into custody. Yowzers. That's uh, 1,102 pounds of cocaine. And, like, how much weight can one of these little planes carry? Like, what, like what's the limit for one of these aircrafts in general with, like, maximum passenger weight and stuff? It seems to me like it wouldn't be a hell of a lot more than that. That's insane. Well, no, there are heavy calculations you have to make with regards to the amount of weight a plane can carry like that when you're comparing it to the amount of fuel you have to carry because the fuel actually carries weight as well. It's a, it's a fun little 
fun little bit of, I guess, calculus uh, to, to make that happen. I've never had to calculate that before. Oh, it's a, it's a Cessna 402, right, Matt? Yeah, it's a 402C. 402C. So in general, uh, 402C is going to have a maximum takeoff weight of 6,850 pounds. Okay. Uh, Still, so big, maybe it's big not chunk too unreasonable is what I'm saying. Yeah, it's not totally. too unreasonable. But we also have to imagine that there would be uh, pilots or some kind of crew, right? This wasn't an autonomous plane, was it? Well, yeah. So you guys are you're, you're getting to the main point here. It appears, and this, this has not been fully confirmed yet, but it appears as though the the amount of cocaine, the bricks essentially, that were packed onto this plane probably led to it crashing and not being able to carry that much weight. We cannot confirm that as of right now. Maybe there was something else that happened. We don't have enough information yet. But if so, it would mean that someone was attempting to smuggle more cocaine than they could carry out of Papua New Guinea to take it back to Australia, apparently. Because there was one Australian man who turned himself into the authorities there in Papua New Guinea. He was, uh, he's been charged with immigration offenses, but it's likely that he's going to be uh, charged with drug importation, I think. That's going to be, it's expected to be laid against this one person. And he appears to be the pilot, the person that was actually attempting to take that aircraft out. And then it also seems, again, this is an ongoing investigation. But it seems like there was a whole group of people, what the Guardian refers to as a syndicate, that was in based in Papua New Guinea, who was, you know, actually doing something with the cocaine itself to then get it on the plane to get it to Australia. And here's a quote from the Guardian article from which I am reading. It says, police are in possession of information related to the suspected PNG members of the group who have been involved in this criminal activity, including descriptions, unique features, and tattoos. Ooh. There was a truck, apparently, that had something to do with this, where there were a bunch of hidden compartments uh, built into the truck itself, into the chassis, where they were storing a lot of these drugs. Uh, it's really, really interesting stuff. It's interesting, too, because wasn't it like some kind of makeshift like airfield that it crashed at? Um, I, I wonder what that even means. Like, um, what is a makeshift airfield? I guess they just kind of like cleared some brush, you know, in, in, in the rough shape of a landing strip. Doesn't seem very safe is what I'm getting at. I, I'm unsure. The, the pictures that are available online, you can see it looks as though the plane crashed into what essentially looks like a grassy field that has a bunch of trees in it. <laughs> so probably would be pretty dangerous. And, and so, Matt, I mean, we're talking a thousand pounds of cocaine. I mean, it wasn't like in one big brick, right? Like, how is it, uh, how is it hidden in, in, this, in this craft? Or was it hidden at all? No, it wasn't. It, the drugs weren't found at the plane crash site. Somebody in Papua New Guinea or the Australian man or somebody came and got those drugs out from the crash site and moved them elsewhere. Yeah, from my understanding, here's what the authorities currently think happened, or I should say officially think happened. Uh, they do think the plane was overloaded. That's interesting because we just confirmed the Cessna can carry more than uh, 1,000 or 1,100 pounds worth of something. But they think the this Cessna crashed when it was attempting to take off, and then they think the pilot came back 
uh, later in the afternoon between 1 and 2.30 to collect the drugs. Uh, and and they, I, you know, there's some things I'm not clear on here, not to sound too skeptical, but with any official report of a large-scale drug bust, I always wonder how much they actually found. You know what I mean? Like, I can't believe we've busted 1,000 pounds of cocaine and someone else is like, you know, a day later at the press conference, they're like, we can't believe we found 800 pounds of cocaine. And then by the time, you know, it gets to the evidence room, they're like, 500 pounds of cocaine? That's amazing. But we know, first off, this is a, Port Moresby is the capital city, but this is also a pretty small country. So I, I feel like moving weight to that degree, especially if you have international ties to organized crime, uh, like the Australians you mentioned, Matt, are suspected to be in with the uh, some Italian organized criminals. I feel like it's it's easy to spot anomalies. Now, as far as specifically where they were caught and how they were apprehended, I haven't seen a lot of details yet, but I have seen people guessing that because of the size of the plane, they made they took the flight in multiple legs, like they made the first leg, and then they had to stop and refuel for that the second sense. leg. Yeah, and then trying to take off on that second time is when everything went sideways. Or great for the authorities. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one thing I forgot to mention here: the pilot did come, or the plane itself did come from Australia. We, we know that. And here is the crazy thing about that. And I have never heard of this. Maybe this is just something that occurs um, that's just slipped past my knowledge all this time. But the Cessna was flying at around 3,000 feet uh, altitude while it made its way from Australia over to Papua New Guinea. And that what that does is essentially, probably, hopefully, keeps you off of radar. Uh, if you're flying that way, because they did enter into the country illegally uh, without permission, without any knowledge from any authorities, that plane came into the country and and landed or tried to land, depending on what happened. And the authorities from both countries gave themselves a good old pat on the back at the end of this article. The Australian Border Force Assistant Commissioner, a guy named Peter Timpson, uh, said, quote, This particularly audacious attempt shows just how brazen criminal enterprises can be. But it also highlights just how effective the law enforcement response can be when we all work together. So, you know. You think he was coked up when he's made that statement? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I can neither confirm nor deny that. Uh, that's bonkers, man. I've, I don't know that I've ever heard of this much drugs being moved in one fell swoop. I guess you think of kilos from like movies or like, you know, uh, if everyone's watched Narcos, it's like a size of like a Bible kind of maybe a little bit bigger. Uh, it's like a bundle usually comes in like a, you know, prepackaged thing looks like a brick almost. So 500 of those. That's wild. Um, well, I guess, uh, Sort of a happy ending because, man, of all of the drug trade stuff, uh, cocaine is one of the nastiest in terms of like the cartels and the loss of life and just the way that it just the, you know, the chain of misery that goes into that is just pretty, pretty intense. You know, there is a picture if you want to see this on Asia Pacific Report dot NZ. There is a pretty good picture of the a truck bed that has exactly what Noel is describing there to you. Uh, you can look at it and it's, 
it's pretty intense. It just looks like a bunch of maybe, maybe bags that are wrapped in plastic wrap, with like black bags, maybe. I think. I can't quite tell. <laughs> so it, it's interesting because we see a lot of human ingenuity, some real MacGyverness when it comes to the various methods of illicitly smuggling drugs or animals or animal parts or people into and out of a given country. Uh, we did an episode of this with Scott Benjamin for car stuff years back, but it still still holds up. And you can see some crazy things here. This this story doesn't feel like it's over with, though, because to be absolutely clear and make sure we emphasize this, authorities currently suspect the plane was overloaded with cocaine, which caused the crash. And when there are drug smugglers using aircraft, they're typically going to, unless they're the CIA, they're typically going to use very small aircraft. They're going to fly under radar. Uh, they will try to get the most bang for their buck because it's such a risky trip. Not so much to get stuff out of a country that manufactures it, but to get it to the destination country, which typically is going to have more in terms of border security. So the they say they speculate the weight of the cocaine may have overloaded the plane, made it difficult to take off. But that also, again, if that is true, that means that there's a lot of cocaine that was not found. So mm. in my mind, this is still an ongoing investigation. That's right. And and also, I mean, if you think about how cocaine is sold and distributed, this is pure cocaine likely. So the amount of pure cocaine in one of those kilograms that would be divvied up into sellable quantities, you know, and diluted, this shipment could conceivably um, supply, you know, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of, uh, of, of different dealers. Um, so they speculate, the Australian border force, uh, that this was a significant disruption to um, the drug supply uh, on Australia's eastern seaboard. This is millions of dollars. And this is not you know, cartels are not like corporations in terms of human resources. I think it's pretty safe to say someone is going to literally lose their head over this. Uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, here's something else I want to bring up, you guys. So this one instance where drugs have been found on this island, Papua New Guinea, it's not the only time. Especially if you look at the other South Pacific islands like Vanuatu, Tonga, uh, New Caledonia. There are drugs that are literally being washed up, like kilos, bricks of cocaine being washed up on the shores there. You remember that? Didn't we do an episode about Cocaine that? Island? Cocaine yes. Island. So, yeah. So here's what authorities supposedly know, at least the ones in Australia. Cocaine is loaded up onto sailboats, usually in Latin America. The Guardian here cites Bogota as one of the places and then it is taken via sailboat to Australia, to a couple of port cities in Australia. And the way you travel to get there, you go right past these South Pacific islands. So the theory here is that, well, it's not even a theory. It's known by people who live on the islands and authorities there that there are constantly ships that get scuttled because they'll hit a coral reef or something in that area. Then just drugs are floating everywhere and they're landing on your beaches. And it's wreaking havoc, apparently, on the local population there because just these drugs end up in the South Pacific Islands. And then there is crime associated afterwards, like criminals coming through there. It's just a kind of a tense and scary situation. 
consider also the massive uh, inequality and the economic straits that a lot of those countries are going through. Uh, this this kind of stuff can be enormously disruptive. Now, on, on this show, we're, we've made a pretty clear stance on never moralizing to people about drugs. But uh, when it when it comes to this kind of crime, it's safe to say there's always more to the story. There's often stuff they don't want you to know. Yes, of course, the syndicate. It sounds like someone in Italy is having a very bad, a very bad couple of weeks right now. Uh, but also, you know, there's, there are things some of the authorities don't want you to know, not necessarily in, in terms of corruption or something like that, but also in terms of detection. What tools do they use to find these planes, to find these boats? And uh, how, I don't know, it's almost like, it's almost like how in auto racing, a team that's building a race car tries to find every loophole they can to avoid the regulations that are updated every single race or every single year, I should say. And we're in a similar situation with authorities and smugglers. Honestly, you can uh, see technological trends in this competition, and they're usually uh, they're usually led or pioneered by the smugglers. Necessity, it turns out, is the mother of invention once again. We'll update as this uh, story develops, and we promise, well, we can't promise we'll tell you if we run into 500 kilograms of cocaine, but I don't know, guys, what do you think? Maybe we stick with smuggling as a topic uh, and, and explore something, I don't know, what would you say, related but different after we get back from the break? I think that's a smashing idea. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snagajob is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, temp to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Today, I'm going to give you some straightforward advice on how to deal with naughty kids. How about instead of timeouts, time ins? Time for you to start paying some bills. I'm JB Smoove, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a giggillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at slash hypergig for details. 
Now I'd like to introduce you to Meaningful Beauty, the famed skincare brand created by iconic supermodel Cindy Crawford. It's her secret to absolutely gorgeous skin. Meaningful Beauty makes powerful and effective skincare simple, and it's loved by millions of women. It's formulated for all ages and all skin tones and types, and it's designed to work as a complete skincare system, leaving your skin feeling soft, smooth, and nourished. I recommend starting with Cindy's Full Regimen, which contains all five of her best-selling products, including the amazing Youth Activating Melon serum. This next generation serum has the power of melon leaf stem cell technology. It's melon leaf stem cells encapsulated for freshness and released onto the skin to support a visible reduction in the appearance of wrinkles. With thousands of glowing five-star reviews, why not give it a try? Subscribe today and you can get the amazing Meaningful Beauty system for just $49.95. That includes our introductory five-piece system, free gifts, free shipping, and a 60-day money-back guarantee. All of that available at MeaningfulBeauty.com. And we're back, uh, continuing with our strange news episode for today, um, and continuing with the theme of drug smuggling. Only uh, we're going to start this one off on a little bit of a lighter note, and then take it a little heavier. Um, but the the actual story that I found that's um, going to lead to some other conversation uh, was drug smuggling cat escapes high security Sri Lankan prison. Um, and this is a real story. <laughs> uh, so there's two parts to the story. The first part is that authorities uh, in Sri Lanka at this uh, super max security prison called Walikada prison, they detained, as how the article puts it, uh, this cat uh, who was trying to basically sneak in um, with two grams of heroin and two SIM cards, like for cell phones and a memory chip that was in this little plastic bag tied around the cat's collar. Um, and this is part of a larger issue at this prison of, of smuggling and drugs uh, for the inmates uh, who are members of a particular gang to sell to other inmates and also smuggling in cell phones. We know this is a thing here in the States as well. Uh, but this cat was basically trained uh, to, to do this, to do these kind of maneuvers. Um, and it is suspected that it is uh, connected to a particular uh, underworld crime boss by the name of Angoda Loka, uh, also known for using an eagle to smuggle drugs in Colombo, uh, in a suburban area of Colombo there in Sri Lanka. Uh, this, uh, this crime boss actually died while on the run from the authorities earlier uh, last month uh, in July. And this is another story entirely, but um, also very recently, a man and a woman um, who were 30 and 19 respectively were arrested this past Sunday for illegally cremating uh, this crime boss's remains um, and also forging uh, identity documents. And this is uh, according to the new Indian Express. So, okay. Authorities at the prison detain said smuggling cat. And then, uh, like a true maverick of, of animal, you know, drug smuggling, this cat gives them the slip. Um, I, I imagine no longer carrying the drugs that those were probably confiscated at this point, but yeah, the cat uh, is is on the loose, and the authorities at this prison still don't know where the cat is. Uh, and the article here makes a really good, fun point about how there's no um, legislation governing the idea of animal arrest in Sri Lanka. But rest assured that authorities are going to have some 
things to talk to that cat about, uh, which is the craziest thing I've said all week. What do you guys think? Who who comes off looking the worst here? Is it the authorities for losing the cat, the drug smugglers for using a cat to... Is it is it clever? Is it absolutely diabolical? Where, where, where are we at here, guys? Well, I would say, first thing, good on the smuggler or the cat trainer for keeping the drugs and other paraphernalia uh, on the exterior of the cat and not attempting to, like, smuggle it inside the cat. Yeah, that's a good silver lining there, Matt. I like that. We, we've done episodes on, on, uh, on Ridiculous History about crazy animal spies. Um, and there was definitely a cat at one point that had like a listening device uh, surgically implanted in the cat. Ben, you remember that one? Yeah, I first ran into it in Stuff They Don't Want You to Know with Animal Spies. Uh, you're referring to, I believe, Project Acoustic Kitty, which yes. is one of the Central Intelligence Agency's attempts to weaponize animals or give them a sort of function. It's it's a tale as old as time. You know, we have seen stories uh, alleging animals acting on behalf of criminals or acting on behalf, actually, it's intelligence agencies. That's where we see the main accusations. And sometimes the people reporting those look kind of foolish. You know, uh, you guys remember we did an episode a while back on allegations of animal spies that were There was an incredible spike of these in the Middle East, right, with all sorts of animals. Typically, uh, an Arab country would allege that Israel was creating animal spies, and sometimes they were just animals that had been tagged by a biologist who was trying to track an endangered population or a migratory population. However, I want to go back to your your thing. I don't know if there's someone who looks foolish because this is a real thing. The cat doesn't look foolish. The cat looks like a boss. And yeah. the cat's yeah. And and the thing about Angoda Loca, that's the alias, right? Get this. Angoda Loca was 35 when he died. Uh he was poisoned. That's why they burned the body. If you can if you see that New Indian Express article you mentioned, um he was poisoned in early July. So maybe this story, when did the cat get caught again? Uh, just a couple of days ago. Oh, so maybe, maybe the cat then is, it's time for a, a young up and comer in, in the criminal organization to try some new techniques, right? Let's get the drugs out of people's butts and onto the collars of cats. Uh, I, oh, I'm you, sorry. No, the cat escaped just a couple of days ago. Uh, they actually caught the cat. I mean, it couldn't have been very long from when they caught it to when it escaped. What does it say here? It was detained last week. And we're recording this August 3rd. What, what's weird here is uh, being a lover of animals, I wanted to I, I wanted to see if we could get some pictures of this foiled feline criminal mastermind. And I found them and uh, immediately had like, I don't know, the closest I've had to a feeling uh, in 2020. This poor cat looks not only as though he or she knows that they've been caught, but looks like they know they are facing <laughs> criminal time. I don't know. Hard time, I, I, yeah. Yeah, they haven't heard about the Sri Lankan lack of uh, animal crime laws. And and it says here, uh, in the one I'm looking at, um, that the picture was taken on August 1st. Um, so that that's just a couple of days ago. Um, so, yeah, th- I think this one is ultimately a uh, kind of a light 
sort of cautionary tale. I mean, first of all, here's my thing about cats. They always say like herding cats because cats are notoriously like they do their own thing and they're kind of hard to control. So it takes a lot of training to get cats to do anything other than what that cat wants to do. And I wonder if maybe this cat just wasn't trained particularly well and that's how it got caught or what. But then at the same time, for it to have like escaped is pretty impressive. You're right, Ben. The cat comes out looking like a champ in this story. But here's the thing. Um, Animals being caught up in the drug trade is absolutely a thing, Um, whether it's uh, exotic animals that are being traded in the same way that, you know, uh, drugs are a lot of the cartels that move drugs also move um, illegal, uh, you know, endangered species or exotic uh, species that are not legal to to buy and sell um, in the same way that they move large quantities of drugs. Uh, not to mention, there's, a, there's this really heartbreaking article um, in Reuters uh, called Exotic Animals Trapped in Net of Drug Trade that talks about everything from uh, boa constrictors having, um, you know, condoms full of cocaine surgically implanted in them um, and shipped uh, to shipments of, let's say, uh, poisonous venomous snakes um, being stuffed with like, you know, parcels of drugs. And then the the, the crates are labeled venomous snakes do not handle in an attempt to get the uh, the customs to kind of like overlook that one or not not mess with it. Um, and then things like turtle skin are very popular for making boots and other, you know, uh, clothing items that uh, drug cartel bosses are quite fond of. And I know that seems like how could that be that big of an issue, but it, it appears to be. Uh, in 2007, there was a sting conducted by the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service um, where undercover agents spent three years getting inside of this ring that was smuggling endangered sea turtle skins from southern Mexico uh, into the United States. Um, and there's a trail of, of drugs uh, on both sides of the border um, that uh, was uncovered during this investigation as well. Um, you also have this one's uh, kind of creative, actually. I mean, they all are, but they're just also super inhumane. Um, for example, there's something called liquid cocaine, uh, which I was unaware of. Um, and it's just like it sounds liquid cocaine. It's apparently very vaguely yellowish in hue. And they uh, smugglers will put bags of the stuff mixed in with uh, plastic bags uh, full of tropical fish. So very, very difficult to detect that because it like it almost appears completely transparent if you look through it. Um, so the and the story I mentioned earlier about the boa constrictors, it was 312 boa constrictors uh, that were found at Miami's International Airport in 1993 um, containing uh, condoms full of cocaine weighing 80 pounds or 36 kilograms. And all of those snakes ended up getting killed, uh, not to mention things like zoos. You know, having white tigers as pets or having, you know, any other kind of creature that, that really probably is not meant to be kept in captivity. Uh, it's another big, weird flex that, you know, drug lords like to do. It's also, a, uh, I think, a study in how quickly the cost-benefit analysis or the risk analysis can go awry. Because we have to remember, for every one of these interdictions, for every one of these arrests or discoveries or uh, recoveries of drugs, there's usually going to be a high likelihood that this is an iteration of an earlier operation that was conducted successfully, meaning that uh, coke snakes had crossed over a border 
or two before. That's why that's why they were real, willing to gamble using these snakes. And consider also that the snakes can fetch their own price without uh, being drug stuffed, right? Uh, without being hot pocketed full of uh, narcotics. They can fetch their own price on the foreign animal market, which is also booming and also often illegal. But what's interesting here, I think, about the two stories is that we see a common theme, like some sort of cartel Icarus. These dealers and these smugglers flew too close to the supply side sun. They lost the plane, probably because they overloaded it with coke, and then they lost the snakes and they lost several other animals as well, to your example, uh, because they overloaded them. You know, it sounds like maybe, I don't know, wouldn't you think if you were in charge of a drug cartel, fellow listeners, wouldn't you want a, a veterinarian on hand to tell you how much cocaine can or can't go into a snake? You would think. Uh, Probably be a good idea. Yeah, yeah. Um, you also you think you'd have like some sort of logistics operative uh, to help you you know make sure you didn't overload your Cessna with cocaine either. Um, so yeah, yeah, that's the that's the theme I'm talking about. Yeah. Totally, no, hundred percent, Ben. You're 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 right on. Um, uh, well, I guess that's that one. Uh, how about we take a quick break and then talk about some some other weird, not necessarily smuggling, but some weird stuff happening in the mail. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring with access to over 6 million active hourly workers. Snag a job is the all in one solution for hiring high quality employees who can cover all your needs on demand, tempt to hire part time or full time. You name the position, warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store, clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah. Snag a job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Today, I'm going to give you some straightforward advice on how to deal with naughty kids. How about instead of timeouts, time ins? Time for you to start paying some bills. I'm JB Smoove, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a giggillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit att.com slash hypergig for details. 
Now I'd like to introduce you to Meaningful Beauty, the famed skincare brand created by iconic supermodel Cindy Crawford. It's her secret to absolutely gorgeous skin. Meaningful Beauty makes powerful and effective skincare simple, and it's loved by millions of women. It's formulated for all ages and all skin tones and types, and it's designed to work as a complete skincare system, leaving your skin feeling soft, smooth, and nourished. I recommend starting with Cindy's Full Regimen, which contains all five of her best-selling products, including the amazing Youth Activating Melon. Serum. This next generation serum has the power of melon leaf stem cell technology. It's melon leaf stem cells encapsulated for freshness and released onto the skin to support a visible reduction in the appearance of wrinkles. With thousands of glowing five-star reviews, why not give it a try? Subscribe today and you can get the amazing Meaningful Beauty system for just $49.95. That includes our introductory five-piece system, free gifts, free shipping, and a 60-day money-back guarantee. All of that available at MeaningfulBeauty.com. And we're back. More and more, this is seeming like a shipping and posting episode. But this is something that we wanted to bring to your attention if you haven't heard it yet. It did break in the mainstream recently. A while back, people in the United States started receiving strange packages. This is not in itself extraordinary. Mail gets misdirected all the time, right? It's If you think about it, it's odd that you get the stuff you order as consistently as you do. I hope I don't jinx us. Knock on wood. Someone saved the post office. But here's what makes this case different. People started getting weird, unsolicited packages that purported to be from China, from the country of China. These packages appeared to contain seeds. They were mysterious some people who received these had ordered other seeds. They were gardeners. They were aspiring, you know, farmers, urban farmers, and so on. But other people were just checking the mail and finding a bizarre package. This has happened now in all 50 states at some point. It's it's still happening today. Uh, you know, we have early stories where people started reporting this on Facebook, and then they started seeing friends of friends of friends sharing the story and saying, hey, I thought I was the only one getting these, wait for it, bad seeds. Uh, so no one no one knew what this was, right? And now as xenophobia and uh, nationalism are at a rise here in the U.S., people, of course, started thinking, Am I part of a large-scale attack, you know, on the heartland of America? Are these invasive species? Are these literally poisoned or bad seeds that are meant to, you know, wreak environmental havoc of some sort? This story in particular is interesting to me because, first off, we can confirm it's happened over a short period of time to many, many people in the U.S., and also because we are, luckily today, fortunate I guess I would say fortunate uh, by some great mysterious coincidence. One of us has personal experience with this phenomenon. What? Yes, I do actually. So, uh, okay. Everyone we're in quarantine. We have been for a while or like semi quarantine, right? So all of us have been receiving, I'm going to assume more packages than normal, right? I think we've kind of become accustomed to that at this point. Well, Usually you get a package at your front door. Uh, if you're like me and you, you know, you live in a house, sometimes if the package is small enough, they just stuff it in your mailbox or wherever your mail slot is. 
They give it to you that way. Well, the other day I went out to check the mail and there was this little gray looking packet in there that had a lot of Chinese characters on it. Um, I wasn't sure what it was and something clicked in my mind and I remembered reading something on Reddit about mysterious packages of seeds showing up at people's houses. Then I started to freak out a little bit, took it to my wife, asked her about it. And she said, Oh no, no, I ordered those. I said, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> wait, 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 wait. What? Okay. So, okay. And they do, it says jewelry on the packet. Like on the actual shipping thing, it says jewelry. So whoever is shipping these things also shipped my wife these. And she says she ordered wildflowers uh, from some from somewhere on Amazon or something. And then they ended up coming from China in this weird package. It was just this odd scenario. So I don't know if those are actually the wildflower seeds that Diana ordered mm-hmm. or these came mm-hmm. separately. And there's no way for us to confirm it right now. <laughs> you could, so, did you open it? You could grow them. Get, a, get no. kind of a little shop of horrors situation. I'll, I'll feed your monster plant. I'm afraid to grow them because it could be an invasive species. And we'd get them all over our lawn. And then all of a sudden, this whole area has just got whatever that is. <laughs> well, well what, what's the, what's the um, kind of consensus about what's going on with this in the first place? Oh. Yeah. There, there is an answer. Wanted to bring this up and have at least some sort of solution for us. So uh, just very recently, as we're going into record, the USDA has arrived at an answer, uh, and it helped allay some of the fears that people were understandably laboring under. They have so far identified 14 different species of seeds, and none of them are too crazy. There's mint, sage, rosemary, mustard, cabbage. One would be morning glory. That, that might be of interest to anyone who's read the Anarchist Cookbook, and you know why. I'm not going to I'm not gonna say it if you don't know. We're a family show, but uh, <laughs> and I don't want to condone it. But uh, there is a reason. It is not for altruism that these seeds may be being sent. This may be part of a pretty well-known and fairly successful online scam that, Matt, you may have remembered we discussed in a previous episode. It's the concept of brushing. Mm-hmm. I yeah. remember that. I was going to ask about that. That was uh, where you get sent stuff you didn't order, essentially, or it could even just be like a box of trash or like uh, crumpled papers. And the, and the purpose is to inflate vendors' numbers for their sales, I think. Is that... The deal well, and yeah. fake reviews, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they can prove that they shipped it, and then they can uh, these shippers, these unethical shippers or vendors, can go in and say, not only do we ship, you know, X amount of stuff, or not only has our shipping increased by X percentage, but also look at our amazing reviews. Everyone loves this quote unquote jewelry, right? And everybody actually wanted these uh, mustard seeds. It's it's strange because we saw people. You know, again, rightly worried, especially given all the geopolitical tension between the the two superpowers now, uh, they were rightly worried that something nefarious might be afoot. And it is, but it's like small time crime. No one's trying to start a new, you know, uh, hyper aggressive kudzu problem or something. Kudzu, by the way, would be one of the most famous invasive species in the U.S. from China. And as much as I hate to bust the myth, it's uh, 
it's not as invasive or it's not as successful as people think. Sure is annoying, though, if you got too much of it on your property. <laughs> How will you sip a julep with your backyard view so obscured? Yeah, so hopefully this can function as a way to, uh, to again, reassure some people. Uh, we should say that botanists and folks at the USDA always recommend, uh, in general, not just getting random seeds in the mail and then planting them. Uh, but I, I am, honestly, I get a lot of weird international correspondence, and I am just, I am sad, guys. I Well, I know I should feel sad that I, I haven't received any mysterious mail. Don't you guys like mysterious mail? You know, I'm suspicious of just about any mail that I get these days, just because it's like, well, who's still sending stuff in the mail? Okay, and and I don't want to sound like I'm negging the post office. I know the post office is a very, very important service, and it's going to be even more important during this election that's coming up when we really need to depend on them for delivering uh, a lot of these mail-in ballots. Uh, but yeah, like, you know, every time I, I, I pull stuff out of my mailbox and I instantly regard it with suspicion, because it's usually a bill... Uh, that I'm getting somewhere else, like online, or it's some kind of spam. I don't know. Mail is one thing, but the amount of callers who have been leaving messages on my phone, who have been just calling my number at weird at times, sometimes asking for personal information, even if it seems legit or it may very well be legitimate, I am so just against giving any personal information over the phone. <laughs> Never call me. Yeah. <laughs> Just never, never call me. You know, I would pay a phone carrier an extra 15 to 20, $25 even a month to pretend that my phone was just always out of a service range of some sort. And then to leave a message like we can, I know not everybody agrees, but it's 2020. You can text people. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I feel what you're saying, Matt. Have you guys ever got the call for a while? People were getting random cold calls in Mandarin. I was receiving some, yeah. oh no, and Cantonese as well. I was receiving uh -huh. some of those. I also got some calls. I'm sure we've all experienced this listening today where you get a call from an unrecognized number and you get a, uh, you, you get a voicemail and you check the voicemail and it's only part of a clearly recorded message. So it picks up with like, Enifer at Gem D L Delta and blah blah blah. Uh, please call back at your earliest convenience. Seven eight ship. Like that's how it sounds, dude. I got one today. This is terrifying to me. I got one today, and it was a actual person. It wasn't a recording, and he was asking for someone of a different name and saying that he had papers, something to serve this person that is not me with some kind of papers and there would be legal action taken if I didn't do it. So I returned the call <laughs> to say, Hey, this is not that person, whoever you're trying to reach, just so you know, you've got the wrong contact information. And I asked him what this whole thing was about and why. And he said, Oh, uh, well, I can't tell you that. I can't say anything about that. I said, Oh, okay. So is there some kind of legal matter or what is this for? I, I can't talk to you. It's fine. We took the number off. I was like, so, you can't tell me what my number was associated with? No. Bye. Sketchy. Yikes. Uh, not, not to mention that stuff has gotten even worse during the pandemic. 
because of basically preying on older folks uh, and using things that are specifically pandemic related, um, you know, about their name being on some list or, or a, a medical information that they're trying to receive or whatever it is. Just really horrible, horrible um uh, abusive behavior. Um, remember when there was a, a brief period of time where this was a big one where you'd get a call from your own number and you're like, hey, wait a minute, is it me calling myself from the future to warn me? Uh, and then, of course, you know, a handful of people would pick up and that's when they start, you know, like saying, oh, I'm the phone company and uh, you've been hacked and we need to verify your details. And so many people that just aren't, it's not, not nothing to do with intelligence. It's just kind of, some people are just, they're not used to that, and they, and they they trust someone that has a, an authoritative tone. You know what I mean? I don't know. We just have to be, to your point, Matt, we have to exercise caution on the phone. You do not know who is on the other end of the line, and you do not know how many ears are between you speaking and that person hearing. It's the opposite of uh, secure communication. Well, here we are. Don't don't open don't open strange seeds. Please don't use your pets to smuggle drugs. Don't overload your Cessnas. <laughs> and and uh, codename Doc Holiday. Our super producer's new name is Alexis, codename Doc Holiday Jackson. Uh, I think we've learned a lot today, but, uh, you know, I don't know. Did you guys run into this as well? Were you having a hard time choosing just one story? Yeah, there was one about a Florida man. I don't know if you saw this one about a man in Ooh. Florida that rode on, a, on the front of a semi-truck trailer. For quite a while there. That was an interesting one. Yeah, I, I had another one that was about this. Uh, I love a good Florida man, by the way, Matt. That was about this weird, like, unidentifiable dead creature that washed up on the shores of a beach in England. Um, but it just wasn't much to it. Everyone thought it, it was described as, like, it looked like a horse that ate a donkey that ate a porpoise. Um, and it smelled really bad. And it had fins, but also things that looked like hooves. But it turns out it was, it was, it was a porpoise. A horribly, horribly decomposed and rotting, stinky porpoise carcass. Porpoise uh, carcass. That's fun porpoise to say. Porpoise carcass. I don't know where we would have gone with that conversation, though, so I'm glad I decided to pivot to drugs, <laughs> drug smuggling cat. But I did want to keep it in the animal kingdom. There I think we if, go. Yeah, I think if you reverse it and make it carcass porpoise, it feels like a really good band Ooh. to me. Car carcass porpoise. I like it. There was the one, my, uh, my second place contender. Maybe we can make this a segment. The stories we didn't quite get to, uh, one that I thought was really interesting pertaining to an earlier conversation we have had on this show is the idea of zombie cicadas. I may have mentioned this. Uh, there's a mind controlling fungus that's out loose in the U S right now, uh, specifically in West Virginia. It's this parasitic fungus called Massospora. And it infects cicadas, and then it controls their brain, and it also uh, it also forces their genitalia to decay and get replaced by fungus, and then it makes it very amorous, so it goes out under the per like appearing to breed with other insects, but really instead of bumping uglies, it's just like infecting them with fungus. Evolution is terrifying, guys. No question about it, sir. And I got to say, uh, I, I, I resent the expression bump and uglies. The human anatomy is beautiful. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, some parts of it, yeah, but you know. <laughs> all right, all right. All Fair right. enough. 
Well, that's our show, folks. Thank you, as always, so much for tuning in. We hope that you enjoyed this week's strange news, and we hope that you have stories of your own. We would love to hear from you. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Instagram. You can find us on Twitter. We like to recommend. Here's where it gets crazy for the Facebook inclined. That is uh, the number one community page in all of Facebook, uh, a very uh, prestigious award uh, given by us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 100%. It's going to win it every year running, I guarantee. Uh, Some of the best folks on the internet occupying this group. Um, So check it out. All you got to do is name me and Matt and Ben or one of us or three of us or Alexis. Nickname or no. Paul, super producer, just a joke. Something to let us know that you're not a Russian bot, that you actually know what the show is. If you don't want to do that, you can find us as individuals on social media. I am on Instagram at HowNowNoelBrown. I am hidden this time on Instagram. You'll never find me. Whereas I am hopefully easy to find online, at least you can find me on Twitter, where I am at Ben Bolin, HSW, uh, and you can find me building survival kits currently on Instagram at Ben Bolin. Uh, not the most creative name, but I was trying to save the creativity for the post. What do I do if I want to talk to you guys, but I hate social media? You're asking, well, we have an answer for you, especially if you were thinking, come on, man, phone calls are great. More people should use the phone more often. Yes. Just pick up the horn and dial 1-833-STDWITK. You will hear Ben tell you that stuff is getting crazy, and that's when you'll know to leave your message. It can be up to three minutes. If you can't get it in that time, just call back. We'll uh, we'll see him pop up that way. Let us know anything you want to tell us. We, we accept. We will listen. If you don't want to do that, you can always send us a good old-fashioned email. We are conspiracy at iHeartRadio.com. Stuff They Don't Want You to Know is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. 
Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Tired of pickup truck bed chaos? Meet Decked, game-changing USA-made full bed-length drawers for tools and gear. Waterproof, dustproof, lockable, secure. Whether you're working, hunting, fishing, camping, or just getting out of town. And introducing Decked Deco cases. Tough, modular, problem-solving cases built for the truck, job site, campsite, or garage. Say goodbye to random bins and tie-downs. Order now at Decked.com slash iHeart for free shipping. Decked, your truck, your rules. Decked.com forward slash iHeart. 